calling all aspiring investment professionals. Get a leg up on the competition. Final registration for the August CFA exam ends on May 14th. Register now to secure your spot. The CFA designation is a gold standard in the investment world, opening doors to high-powered careers and impressive salaries. Head over to cfainstitute.org to register. Don't wait. Take control of your finance career today. Hi, welcome back to Conference Live, CFA Institute's live coverage of its 71st annual conference here in Hong Kong. I am joined by Roger Irwin, uh, who is the Global Head of Investment Content at Willis Towers Watson, co-founder of Thinking Ahead Group. I hope someday we get to interview you about that, by the way. Um, and the lead author of the Investment Firm of the Future, which is our topic today. And you may re recognize Richard Howitt, uh, CEO of International Integrated Reporting Council from earlier today. He's joining us for this because one of the punchlines of the document is integrated reporting, which we'll get to here shortly. Um, first question for you, Roger. Uh, going back to the document that was sort of the progenitor of yeah. investment firm of the future, here I'm talking about Future State of the Investment Profession. What was its context? Why did we write it? So Future State was really a, a look across the industry, trying to make connections uh, and, and look out over a changing future, an accelerating future. And what was critical to that was recognizing that the industry is subject to some new scenarios which we hadn't really kind of done justice to in the industry. We had to recognize that those scenarios were going to be very impactful, particularly on the industry context. Uh, it's not so much about the investment ideas themselves. It's really about uh, the investment industry, the firms within the industry. And as you say, uh, investment firm of the future has come afterwards using those scenarios to build a more detailed picture of investment firms' future. So if you could, for the audience, uh, who's maybe not familiar with the documents, just briefly outline the four major scenarios sure. in the documents. So we, we found four things which were kind of, they overlap a little bit, but they don't overlap a great deal. So let's start with fintech. Um, fintech is a narrow term. We see it much more broadly. Many dimensions of technology affecting the future of investment firms, but also affecting the way that engagement um, from clients and uh, customers is, is, is going to be um, engineered. Um, second one of parallel worlds, kind of the concept there is really that um, society is kind of changing the dynamics of what they expect from, in this case, the financial services industry. And there are different segments that we have to be much more conscious of their needs and those needs are changing. It's very evident we have millennials as a new dimension of appetite for investment services. Sure. The third one, um, very familiar to most investment people, lower for longer. Uh, so it is the concept really that we know about, lower rates, uh, potentially lower returns. What does that mean? It means a great deal. And last but not least, we put forward the concept of purposeful capitalism. So capitalism, which actually has a purpose to it. And from that point of view, that purpose um, is not often seen very clearly by our industry and really connecting more with addressing some of society's biggest challenge right. and using finance in that more productive way, more purposeful way, more proactively dealing with, with the future. Which of course featured in uh, Paul Smith's comments a little bit this morning. Correct. So, yeah. so 
one of the things that's interesting about the scenarios, and I don't necessarily have a question here, is it's very different than forecasts, right? It's a little bit more robust, and layered on there especially is integrated thinking, right? Like scenarios are naturally the partner of integrated thinking. Talk to us a little bit about integrated thinking, why that was chosen as well. We see the investment world in the future of finance as an ecosystem. Yeah. So what does that mean? It, it just means that there are many moving parts, there are many connections, there are many incentives that drive the organizations within the ecosystem. Now each of us sort of inhabits a piece of that ecosystem. It's not easy for us to actually have a perspective across the whole of our industry. Just think about it from the point of view of specialization. So what, what we have there is the potential to use integrated thinking really to join the dots, to connect with all these different moving parts. And in that area, I just cite one example of integrated thinking around the big asset owners who are called universal owners, because they have to integrate their thinking in many different dimensions. I mean, at least four. Short term and long term, they have to think about it. They have to think about it from a financial and extra financial point of view. They have to think about it from the point of view allocating assets and stewardship. Um, and they kind of also have to think about it from the point of view of wealth and well-being. Integrating all those things, very difficult, but fundamentally important for our industry to do that. Yeah, so of course, that brings me to you, Richard. Um, you're CEO of International Integrated Reporting Council. Integrated thinking features large in this document. For the audience who may not be familiar with integrated reporting, just tell us a high level, uh, give us a high level view, maybe how integrated thinking could be used by asset management firms, both at the operational level, to think about how to manage their businesses, and maybe even at the portfolio management level, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, well, firstly, Roger, congratulations on the report, and Willis Towers-Watson has done a lot of groundbreaking work, including with us, about the changing nature of risk. And I think the big truth why this has to be addressed uh, by an investment industry is that it's not the old thinking of zero-sum game between return and responsibility. The purpose of the corporation, the purpose of finance that you were just talking about is also the route to successful returns short and long term. And that integrated thinking, Jason, that you're talking about, what does that mean in this context? It means that in the ecosystem, in your words, Roger, that investment professionals mustn't be stuck in silos. They have to be able to understand that not just is there a broader view of how the companies operate, but also that those different resources, relationships, we call them the six capitals, uh, that they are connected with each other. And just as the tool of integrated thinking, which is a tool, by the way, simply it's a, a set of principles that we're building into the evolution of corporate reporting that at the very highest level in the world is being built into the corporate reporting system, that tool can enable businesses to think in an integrated thinking way and increasingly the investment profession will use it in exactly the same way. You look like you wanted to add something, did you? Well, we, we wrote about integrated reporting in, in the future state of the investment profession in particular and we, we felt that its time had come as it were. So really the, the concept here is that we've kind of worshipped at the high altar of hard data too much and really a lot of dimensions of progress are soft, not easy to measure. And integrated reporting uses that term narrative a lot. And of course, you know, we like that term, we used it in our future. 
Uh, in, and it's in prospective. Our, in our latest paper. And it's prospective in nature as opposed to gap accounting, okay. which is retroactive. Now, I think that could be frightening to some investment professionals. But firstly, the tool exists. Some of the metrics in what is today seen as non-financial, we think it's deeply financial, but long-term rather than short-term, are being developed. But as you say, some of these softer outcomes to do with governance, to do with um, prospects, to do with f future scenario analysis, uh, to do in, a, in an era of digitalization when the, the financial analysis industry itself is going to have much more automation and AI. These are the skills of the future financial analysts, something not to be frightened by if you're in the profession, but something to embrace. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. So Roger, what are some of the broad carriers of concern addressed in investment firm of the future? Uh, here I'm thinking, of course, of the categories operational, uh, operational model, investment model, people model, et cetera. Yeah. Well, we generally think about there being a lot of change that's required. I mean, Jack Welsh said it very eloquently when he said, if the world outside is changing faster than the world inside your organization, you've, you've got problems. You know, so from that point of view, the change will come probably from the people as much as, as any other area. So I would always start with culture. I would always start with the soft stuff. Yeah. And I would say that the shifts needed there are fairly significant. A, I think it's really about the pipeline of individuals that have very strong integrity, uh, very strong purpose-driven motivations. Um, that's really, really important for the future. Um, but the culture that weds them together, which uh, investment firms have done some work on, but I don't think they're tremendously good yet at managing culture in a more proactive way. And a positive culture is actually one of the key dimensions of a successful investment firm. Yeah, probably uh, and a hidden contributor for return, longevity, so on and so forth. So let me ask you a question. I know that a part of investment firm of the future was actually, and we haven't talked about it much, is we did a full data analysis. We did quite a lot of uh, excavation of what do investment professionals think right now right. about the state? Any data highlights you want to feature? Yeah, look we, we had a survey, it was 2,500 uh, investment professionals at a senior level. Uh, the data was, I think, very much validating a number of conclusions that we got from fundamental analysis. Um, it's a ho-hum that technology is going to be huge in the next five Shock. years. <laughs> it's also um, one of those things where everyone sees a lot more consolidation. Uh, one of the narratives deals with consolidation suggests that it's a little bit more of a slow grind than some people expect because it's very difficult to, um, to merge asset management firms successfully. We, we know that from experience. Um, but all, all in all, all of that was actually kind of suggesting that um, there's, there's a degree of consensus that a lot of change is kind of impending generally we exaggerate uh, change that's in the next six months as it were. Sure. But we don't have a big enough regard to change that's there in the, in the medium term here, which is the period that we're looking at, five to 10 years. The change in the five to 10 year period is gonna be bigger than we expected. Yeah, in fact, that leads brilliantly into my final question, which is in, in your estimation, obviously we scenario, uh, we wrote about these in terms of scenarios, so it's by design, not forecasting. But nonetheless, as one of the authors of this document, surely as you were talking about some of the most important uh, shifts in the next five to 10 years, there's some that you thought more probable uh, to occur. Any, any one you want to share? Well, 
when we unpacked uh, the, the bottom line of the investment management industry, I mean, asset management organizations add them all together and create some sort of jumbo revenue account and, and cost account, um, we couldn't see where the growth of asset management revenue was, 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 was coming from. It's much more a case going forward that the asset management industry needs to deal with revenues that are crabbing sideways and, and therefore margins are squeezed. So from that point of view, I mean, people have been saying that for a while. Markets have actually been helpful to the circumstances of bottom lines to this point, but fee shifts, product preferences, and fee pressures are inexorable. And so the investment firm of the future has to be more agile with respect to those, those gathering clouds. So Roger, Richard, thank you both for being here. Um, if you would like to find out uh, more about this document as well as future state of the investor profession, go to cfainstitute.org. Um, they have unique landing pages, but search on the documents. I consider both of them essential reads. Copyright 2018, CFA Institute, all rights reserved. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.